بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد First things first homework should be submitted in a timely manner نعم uh, we haven't forgot about the homework for those of you those of you who uh, want to submit the homework and have it checked over then inshallah we can do so uh, but there was there were two pieces of homework that we set one was the sheet with the questions and the other was to make mention of or to go back and try to find the 10 the 10 rights that have been mentioned in that verse from surah an-nisa <clears throat> the 10 rights by way of uh, raising a hand does anybody know those rights or did anybody have a chance to go back before we take answers from uh, the brothers then um, if we give the sisters perhaps there's somebody from the sister side who was able to uh, go back and do that homework and is able to provide the answer maybe there's someone who has uh, recorded down her answer and so if she's able she can uh, pass it through the door and then we can read that as soon as it comes if it comes We'll give, we'll give that a few minutes. Or whenever it comes, we'll, we can read that at the end. We can read that at the end of today's session. Now, the previous chapter, what was the title of the previous chapter? Or the chapter that we are currently uh, in the middle of? From this kitab, Kitab Tawheed. Now, now, Naam, so the fadl of a tawheed, that's correct. The superiority or the virtue of a tawheed and that which it wipes away from sins. Naam. Khuna Abid. Okay, he's seen to, he's seen to uh, some, uh, some technical issues. Naam. Tayyib. So we began reading into this chapter and we came across the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just to quickly recap because um, the Imam himself as we know will recap the points from every chapter but, but we did cover the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-An'am uh, those who believe and do not mix their iman with oppression uh, we covered the fact that oppression here is referring to what the dhulm in this verse is referring to shirk thereafter we, we read the hadith from Ubad ibn Samit wherein the messenger of Allah he said that whosoever testifies to la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la wa anna muhammad wa anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh and that Isa is his, his servant of Allah and his messenger and his word which he bestowed upon Mary and na'am jazakallah khair na'am na'am 
Here you are. We're live. You have something on the screen there? And he's moving up? Inshallah, they'll do that, inshallah. Now, this side is good? Tamam. Tayyip. Naam. And that Isa alayhi salam is the servant of Allah, his messenger, his word which he bestowed upon Mary, and, and a spirit from him. And that paradise is true, and hellfire is true. Uh, whosoever, whosoever testifies to these matters, then Allah will enter him into Jannah, whatsoever, or whatever his actions may be. And we also covered the hadith of Itban, wherein the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ حَرَّمْ عَلَى النَّارِ مَنْ قَالْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ يَبْتَغِي بِذَلِكَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ Allah has forbidden the fire from the one who says, La ilaha illallah, seeking by way of that, the face of Allah, the pleasure of Allah. Naam. So we come now to the next hadith that the Imam he brings. And there is the hadith that you see before you from Sa'id, from Abu Sa'id and Al-Khudri. Abu Sa'id and Al-Khudri, radiallahu anhu, an Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi that he said, Qala Musa, that Musa alayhi salam, the Prophet of Allah, that he said, he said, Ya Rab, that Musa alayhi salam, he said, My Lord, Alimni shay'an adhkuruk wa ad'uka bih. Teach me something through which I can remember you and supplicate to you. And so Allah Taala He said, "Qul ya Musa, say O Musa, la ilaha illallah. Say la ilaha illallah." And so Musa Alaihissalam He said, "He said, Kul ibadik yaquluna hada. All your slaves, He said, all your slaves say these words." And so Allah Taala He said, "Ya Musa." لو أن السماوات السبع وعامرهن غيري والأراضين السبع في كفة ولا إله إلا الله في كف في كفة أفوان في كفة ولا إله إلا الله في كفة مالت بهن لا إله إلا الله. and so Allah تبارك وتعالى responded to Musa and he said, O Musa, if the seven heavens and all that they contain within them other than me and here, the meaning of other than me, it doesn't mean that Allah is contained within the, within the heavens, as we all know. This is not our belief. Allah is not contained within the heavens. Naam, there is nothing that contains him. He is separate from the creation. Meaning everything is separate and, and, and besides Allah, ta'ala. If everything else besides me, and the seven earths as well, were all put in one side of a scale, and la ilaha illallah were put on the other side, of, a, of the scale, then that wood, or that pan of the scale, of the balance wood, would outweigh the heavens and the earth and everything that is on the other scale. Now, so that hadith, my brothers, is a hadith which is not free from 
criticism. There are those from the scholars who declared it a weak narration, but as you can see here, that is, it has also been declared authentic by some of the scholars of Haditha, such as uh, Al-Hakim and others, Ibn Hajar and others. Uh, however, there are those who declared it weak. Um, however, we have another hadith which supports this meaning. And this is, this is a hadith which the Imam didn't bring, but we bring here as a side point. And th that is the hadith from Abdullah ibn Amr, uh, anhu, that the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, that when death approached Nuh, السلام, when death approached him, he advised his two sons, and he said to them, I command you with La ilaha illallah. Surely if the seven heavens and the seven earths and all that which is within them were placed on a pan of a scale and La ilaha illallah was placed on the other pan of the scale, then they would give in to La ilaha illallah. And you can see that that hadith was recorded by Al-Bukhari in Al-Adab Al-Mufrad and Al-Hakim in his Mustadrak and has been authenticated by uh, by Sheikh Al-Ban in his Sahiha. Now, thereafter the Imam then brings another hadith, the final hadith within this chapter. And that is from Imam Al-Tirmidhi who declared the hadith to have a, a good chain from Anas radiallahu anhu who said that I heard the Messenger of Allah say so immediately here we have a different type of hadith we can see because here we have Anas saying that he heard the messenger of Allah say but then we have the, the messenger of Allah say he says what Allah the most high said so what type of hadith is this this is known as a hadith Qudsi now a hadith wherein the Messenger of Allah وسلم, says, Allah said, Yabna Adam, O son of Adam, khataya, O son of Adam, indeed if you came to me with the sins or with sins equating that of the earth, then you met me without ascribing anything as a partner to me, then I would come to you with its like in forgiveness. Now, and so here, concerning this hadith, and the hadith before, we forgot to mention, from Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Abbas, so the hadith wherein Musa alayhi salam, he asked Allah to, to uh, teach him that which he could call upon him with or by way of, and by way of which he can remember him. As Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn, ibn Baz, he mentions about these two hadith, very brief points. He says that La ilaha illallah is dhikr of Allah. It is dhikr of Allah and it is dua. That hadith, hadith shows to us that it is also dua. Because Musa salam, he said, teach me something by way of which I can remember you and ad'uk bihi, that I can make dua to you by way of. So it is dhikr of Allah and it is also dua. Because the one who says it, he's hoping for thawab. 
He's hoping for reward. And this is the case with every other type of dhikr and all of the adhkar from tasbih to say subhanallah, from tahmeed to say, to say alhamdulillah, and the hawqala. What's the hawqala? La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah to say that. All of this is dhikr and it is dua. Because a person, by way of this, he seeks reward. Naam. And this also shows, shows, shows to us that the virtue of the virtue of la ilaha illallah could be hidden even from the anbiya, hidden from many. Or it becomes something that we become uh, forgetful of. This great kalima and its great virtue and its great its greatness naam uh, and kadhalik this hadith here before us the hadith from Anas the hadith Qudsi the shaykh he mentions that this hadith shows to us that the khataya kullaha that the sins all of them amarjuha they, they are all outweighed fi muqabil haqiqat kalimat al-tawheed they, they are all outweighed, all of the sins. If a person comes with the likes of the earth, full of sins, they are all outweighed when they are weighed against their, the, this kalima of tawheed. And if a person comes with this tawheed, just as this kalima outweighs al-makhluqat al-azimah, tremendous aspects of the creation. Now. So this brings us to the end of this chapter and we now briefly uh, go through the important matters that we learn from this chapter. The first is the, the uh, tremendous vastness of Allah's favor. Sa'atu fadlillah. Secondly, kathratu thawab al-tawheed Allah. The abundant reward of tawheed with Allah. And that is because Allah will enter into paradise. The one who comes with tawheed, whatever his actions may be. This shows to us the great vastness of Allah's favor and the great reward of tawheed. Thirdly, that alongside that abundant reward, it also expiates and wipes away the sins. Fourthly, the explanation of the verse in Surah Al-An'am. The verse, which verse is he referring to? Naam. Alladheena amanu wa lam yalbisu imanahum bidhulm. Those who believe and do not mix their faith and their iman with dhulm. Dhulm being shirk. The fifth is to ponder over the five points mentioned in the hadith narrated by Abad ibn Samit. For anyone who is attempting to write these points, um, unless you're, ex you're mega fast in writing these points, don't worry because I'll speak to the brothers and we'll make these slides available. Um, yeah, and we will post them on the group in PDF form. And so you'll have all of this available for you, or to you. Now, the five points mentioned in the hadith narrated by Abad ibn Samit. Those five points of the hadith about whosoever testifies to la ilaha illallah. What are the five points from that hadith? 
Can anyone recall the five points? Yes, Abdul Malik. Naam. So what number is that? Number one. Okay, the testimony of La ilaha illallah. Okay. Wahdahu la sharika la. Naam. The second point. Muhammad Rasulullah. And Muhammad is Abduh Rasulullah. That's the second point. The third. That Isa alayhi salam is also his slave and his messenger. And his word, which he besought unto Mary. And a spirit from him. Tamam, that's the third, the fourth. That paradise is true and a reality. And the fifth, that the hellfire is true and a reality. Real. These things are real. Naam. Tayyib. The sixth matter. The sixth matter. That if you bring the hadith of Ubadah and Itban together, the meaning of La ilaha illallah becomes clear to you along with the error of those who were deceived. Meaning that it is not sufficient to just say La ilaha illallah, just to say it. And that the fire is forbidden upon the one who just simply says it. But rather the hadith, both of the, the, those hadith, they, 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 they tell us and teach us that firstly it has to be sincere. It has to be sincere from an individual. So just saying it will not help an individual. Like, an hypocr like a hypocrite. The hypocrite who says la ilaha illallah but doesn't believe in it and he's not sincere, this will not benefit him. Now, likewise, that whosoever testifies to those five things in the, from the hadith of Ubadah, then that requires actions. It requires and necessitates actions. And we're going to cover more of that. The seventh point, to take note of the condition in Itban's hadith. That he seeks by way of that the pleasure of Allah. He's sincere. He's sincere. So the condition of sincerity. Of being true to that. The eighth is that the prophets needed to be informed of the tremendous virtue of La ilaha illallah. Where is the Imam taking this from? The hadith regarding Musa alayhi salam. Naam. The ninth point is to take note of uh, to, take, to, to take note of, of it, meaning Tawheed, outweighing the rest of the creation. Though the scales of many who say it are light. Even though their scales of good deeds are light, the fact that they come with La ilaha illallah, this kalima, then it outweighs the rest of the creation. Now, the tenth point, the text showing that there are seven earths just like there are seven heavens. That the seven earths and the seven heavens are full of creatures. In the hadith of Musa salam, the hadith narrated by Abu Sa'id which contains the, the, the discussion that took, took place between Musa salam, and his Lord. The twelfth point is to affirm Allah's attributes as opposed to the, to the, 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 the mu'attila. As opposed to those who reject the attributes of Allah. Those attributes that have come in the texts, that have come in the Quran and the Sunnah. That which Allah described himself with. 
or his messenger Muhammad وسلم, described him with and so from the hadith of Itban the one who says la ilaha illallah the fire is forbidden from him seeking by way of that wajhallah the face of Allah Allah ta'ala has a face he has a face but his face is unlike the face of anything from the creation so we affirm the attributes of Allah and more of this likewise ta'ala in the future the thirteenth point is that if you know the hadith of Anas, then you know the say, and 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 you also know the saying in the hadith of Itban that Allah has forbidden from the fire the per, the person who says there is nothing worthy of worship in truth except for Allah, seeking by by that the face of Allah. Then, if you know these two hadith, then you should know also that it it, it means to abandon shirk, not just to say it with the tongue. Not just to say it with the tongue. Fourteenth point is to reflect upon the fact that Isa السلام, and Muhammad السلام, are both his servants and messengers. Simple point for us to, 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 to recap. Likewise, recognizing the distinct nature of Isa السلام, being a word from Allah. Recognizing that he's a spirit, spirit from him. Spirit that Allah created. Likewise, recognizing the virtue in having iman, faith in the existence of paradise and the hellfire. Coming to the last three points, the meaning of his saying, whatever his deeds might be. That a person who testifies to those matters, and Allah will enter him into paradise, whatever his deeds might be. Recognizing that the scales, that it has two pans of balance, wherein the, wherein the deeds, or upon which the deeds will be weighed. And the final point is recognizing the mention of the face of Allah. <clears throat> so, after this chapter, we now move on to the third chapter. And this chapter, Ayyulikhwa, is a tremendous chapter from this book. And that which we're going to focus on for a good minute. And that is the chapter, the virtue of, um, of one. Sorry, that's a mistake. No. Here you are. The third chapter, and that is Man Haqqat Tawheed, Dakhal Jannah Bighiri Hisab. Man Haqqat Tawheed, whosoever perfects Tawheed, Dakhal Jannah, he will enter paradise without reckoning, 
without hisab. So we have uh, a number of important matters to make mention of during this chapter. Um, and due to what we need to get through, then we'll start immediately. The Imam, he brings uh, as the very first point of evidence the saying of Allah, Inna Ibrahim kana ummatan qanita lillah hanifan walam yakum al mushrikeen. That is the saying of Allah. The Most High, verily Ibrahim, was an ummah. He was an ummah, يعني a leader in and of himself. An ummah as though he was a nation in and of himself due to possessing the traits that he possessed, all of those praiseworthy and righteous traits that he possessed, such that usually it is highly unlikely or very rare to find one individual possessing all of those traits. Usually you find those traits possessed within a nation of people. And so for this reason, Allah referred to him as an ummah in and of himself. One who was qanitan lillah. He was obedient to Allah. Hanifan. One who used to worship none but Allah. Walam yakumin al-mushrikeen. And he was not of the mushrikeen. He was not from the mushrikeen. Those who worship others besides Allah. Now, the verse after that is the saying of Allah. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِرَبِّهِمْ لَا يُشْرِكُونَ Those who join not anyone in worship as partners besides, the, besides Allah. Now, or besides their Lord. So here, Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz. He mentions concerning these two verses. The first verse, the verse wherein Allah Taala mentioned Ibrahim alayhi salam, that Allah described him with sifat adima, with tremendous attributes, which show to us the completion of his tawheed and his iman, such that he was described in this manner. And before we go any further, this, you see the title of this, of this chapter here, Whosoever perfects Tawheed will enter paradise without reckoning. What's the munasaba? What's the relevance of the Imam now bringing this chapter after the previous one and the one before that? The first chapter was what? The right of Allah upon his servants. Now, man, the servants write upon Allah. The second chapter, the one that we just finished, the virtue of Tawheed and that which it wipes away from sins. Now we have, whosoever perfects Tawheed will enter paradise without reckoning. What's the relevance between, behind bringing this chapter now here in where the Imam has brought, brought it? Brought it now. But the previous chapter mentioned the reward as well. To strive to attain the highest of of the of, of the rewards of Tawheed. Meaning the first chapter we recognize our purpose of creation. We recognize why we're here, why we're alive, why we breathe, why we're upon this earth, and the right of Allah in bringing us into existence. Thereafter, after recognizing that, a person is in need of knowing what's the reward then of that Tawheed? 
if I was to fulfill that tawheed? What are, the, what, are, what are its virtues? And then, whilst on that topic, that if you become يعني, acquainted with this fact here, and this point, which is that if you perfect your tawheed, then this is the reward, then no doubt you're going to strive. No doubt you're going to strive to attain this great reward. I mean, for a moment, just reflect, my brothers and sisters. Just reflect. And Allah has the highest and best example. We can only strike a worldly example. To enter paradise, the title says, Bila Hisab. But as we're going to see from the hadith, Bila Hisab, Wala Adab. There will be those from the Ummah that will enter paradise without reckoning and without punishment. Just as an example, if you imagine someone who lived on this earth and he has committed all types of crimes, sins and transgressions and atrocities. And usually, as we know, most societies, they strive to bring people to account. The wrongdoers are brought to account, to justice. That they have, they have to stand and answer for their crimes. But imagine an individual who does all of this. But then he's freed from having to, to, to go through any type of punishment, uh, serve any type of uh, punishment. Or any to be sentenced for his crime. Not that he he escapes punishment and retribution, but he's not even interrogated. He's not even interrogated. He doesn't have to stand before the judge. Doesn't even have to answer. That individual is he not going to be pleased and over the moon? That he doesn't even have to answer for all his sins and his mistakes and his errors. And there is truly no likeness because what is any interrogation that a person needs to go through or has to go through in this dunya, in this life compared to the interrogation in the hereafter before Allah standing before him. And the, the punishment of that in and of itself the punishment of having your hisab displayed before you and this, this inshallah maybe the next a class we can go through in detail because there's come in the hadith hadith of Aisha whosoever has his account investigated his, his hisab is looked into he will surely be punished he will surely be punished but don't despair because there are all there are, because we also we, we, we are aware of verses in the Quran where Allah mentions that from the believers those who you hasib you hasib from the believers those who will have a reckoning an easy reckoning an easy hisab and so we will look at the, the, the uh, bringing together of these two uh, evidences which, which can seem to contradict each other however coming back to this point here to truly reflect on this and to appreciate the fadl of Allah, the, the great bounty of Allah and his mercy and his favor upon this ummah in that from them are those who will enter paradise without reckoning and without 
punishment may Allah make us from them. So, Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz, he mentioned this concerning the verse wherein Ibrahim was mentioned. Here, immediately, the Imam is showing to us that, that Ibrahim is an example. He is an example for us in that, one who perfected Tawheed. And that is the relevance behind bringing that verse. Naam. And likewise, this verse here, this verse from Surah Al Mu'minun. Uh, Sheikh Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz he said that from the sifat of Ahl Tawheed from the traits and attributes of the people of Tawheed and Iman is that they are muwahideen lillah is that they single out Allah alone with worship and they are sincere in that they are sincere in that and those who are true to that then this is their reward now then we come to the only hadith that is within this chapter and this is the, had the hadith that we're going to focus on for a minute lengthy hadith so we're not going to read the Arabic we're going to go straight to the English now so this hadith this hadith we see begins with with Hussein ibn Abdul Rahman narrating to us who said kuntu inda Sa'id ibn Jubair he said I was with Sa'id ibn Jubair from the Tabi'in from the second generation those who were the students of the companions, the Sahaba, the companions of the Messenger of Allah who said, so this is Sa'id ibn Jubair, who said, and he asked those who were with him, who amongst you saw the shooting star last night? I replied, this is Hussein. He said, I did. However, I wasn't in prayer. I wasn't standing in prayer at the time. And we're going to see the relevance behind why he mentioned this. But I had been stung by a poisonous scorpion. He said, Saeed, uh, he said, what did you do? I replied, I performed Rukya. I performed Rukya. What's Rukya? What is Rukya? Naam, it is to recite verses of the Quran and dua to various adhkar and dua in order for a person to cure him, himself so he said I perform ruqya more on this also uh, in that which follows he said what compelled you to do that I said a hadith that a shabi narrated to us and so he then asked what did he narrate to you a shabi I said he reported from Burayda ibn Husayb who said that the Messenger of Allah said, so it's a hadith which goes back to the Messenger of Allah that there is no ruqya except from the ayn, the evil eye, and huma, which is the poisonous thing. 
نعم. And so he, Saeed ibn Jubair, he then said, he who stopped at what he heard has done well. Meaning he who was acting upon knowledge and something that he's heard from knowledge. And he's not acting upon ignorance. He's acting upon something which is based on knowledge. Something going back to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, or something going back to the Quran, for example. Then he's done well. However, Ibn Abbas narrated to us that the Prophet وسلم, said all of the nations were displayed before me. So now here we have come to the hadith meaning the statement of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that he said عُرِدَتْ عَلَيَّ All of the nations were displayed before me. فَرَأَيْتُ النَّبِيِّ وَمَعْهُ الرَّحْضِ I saw a prophet and with him was a small group. Rahat in Arabic, my brothers, is between three to nine. A number between three to nine. That is the word that has been used by the that was used by the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu That he saw a prophet and was and with him was a small group of men, meaning between three to nine men. And another prophet and with him was one man or two, two men. Then there appeared a large group of people, which I thought to be my nation. But I was told that this was Musa and his nation and his people. Then later, a larger group appeared. An even larger group appeared. And I was told that those were my nation, my ummah. Among them, so here now, the messenger of Allah, he said, he said, وَمَعْهُمْ سَبَعُونَ أَلْفَ يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةَ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابُ وَلَا عَذَابٌ From them, uh, 70,000 who will enter paradise without reckoning or punishment. Then the Prophet ﷺ got up and he went to his home. He went, he, went, he went to his home. And so the people began to discuss amongst themselves as to who those 70,000 might be. Think for a moment now, the Sahaba, they've just heard that 70,000 will enter paradise without reckoning, without adab. So now amongst themselves, they're discussing who are those 70,000. So some of them, they said perhaps they are those who sahibu Rasulullah Those who accompanied him, meaning his Sahaba, those who were with him. Others said that maybe they are those who wulidu fil Islam, those who were born. Those who were born in Islam, falam yushrik, falam yushriku billahi shay'a. Due to them being born in Islam, born into Islam, they never associated any partners with Allah. They never committed shirk with Him. And they mentioned a number of things. وَذَكَرُوا أَشْيَاءَ Then the, the Prophet ﷺ, he came out to them and was informed as to that which they were discussing. And so he said to them, he said, هُمُ الَّذِينَ لَا يَسْتَرْقُونَ They are those who do not request ruqya. يَسْتَرْقُونَ From that word ruqya. They don't request it and ask for it from others that they perform the ruqya on them. Okay? This is the meaning of لا يسترقون. They don't ask others that they perform ruqya on them. 
نعم nor do they cauterize themselves ولا يكتوون they don't cauterize themselves what's the meaning of cauterize to cauterize to burn yourself to, to heal yourself through burning it's a procedure that is used for example when someone has their arm amputated in order to, to part of that healing process and the method that is used is to cauterize so they use a fire to, 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 to stop the, 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 to heal the, the, the wound or to heal that, that, that body part to stop the bleeding and so on and to cause the skin to يعني, to heal نعم وَلَا يَتَطَيَّرُونَ وَلَا يَتَطَيَّرُونَ nor do they believe in bad omens وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ all of these three things go back to this description here but they put their trust in Allah but they put their trust in Allah وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ Tawakkul. They have reliance, complete reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Upon this, Qam, Bukasha, Ibn Mihsan. So upon hearing this, or after the Messenger of Allah said this, this companion, he stood and he said, Allah, ayyaj'alani minhum. He said, call upon Allah, make dua to Allah that he makes me from them. So the messenger of Allah, he responded, he responded to him and he said, Antaminhum. He said, you are from them. And then another, another person stood. And he said the exact same. He said, Allah minhum. He said to the messenger of Allah, call upon Allah and ask him, to make me from them, from the 70,000. And so here, the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he responded and he said, Sabaqaq biha Uqasha. That Uqasha preceded you to it. And that hadith, as you can see, is recorded by Al Bukhari, a Muslim, from, the, from one of the most strongest hadith you can get. And we're going to look at this hadith in detail. But for a moment, what we're going to do for a minute. We're going to just break away from the kitab because this hadith is a tremendous hadith, my brothers. And in order for us to strive our almost best for that greatest reward, then we focus on this hadith for a minute. Remember that the Messenger of Allah in that very first chapter, we saw from him his fear for this ummah and his concern for this ummah and his care that he wants the best for them and he didn't want them to become reliant upon upon the mercy of Allah and not to perform actions but we can see that from we see from here that these 70,000 they have actions and these actions have led them to being from these people from these people and so that they have that great pleasure of entering paradise without reckoning and without punishment. And so we focus on this for a minute. So perhaps we can remain focused throughout our lives upon trying to attain 
this reward. And although you may think 70,000, what's the chances? What's the chances of, of us being from these 70,000? In fact, from them, because there were those who said that this 70,000 must be the Sahaba. It must be the Sahaba. But the scholars, they said, no, the Sahaba were more than 70,000. The Sahaba were more than 70,000. And we're going to see, perhaps maybe not today, but maybe the next session, there, that there are those who may be from the 70,000, but even though they have this virtue, it doesn't mean that, that there are those who are still better than them. Because there are those, and we're going to see from another generation, there are those who will, who will enter paradise before these. There are still those who will enter paradise before the 70,000. So for a minute now, we go to... We go to... Small... Small presentation. And that which is... Yani not from Kitab al-Tawheed, but just additional benefits that we bring. Naam. And so that is the, the, the 70,000 who will enter paradise without reckoning and without punishment. And we also look at how much will this Muslim Ummah make up of the people of paradise. These tremendous narrations that we're going to see, my brothers, which show to us the vast mercy of Allah and also the, the tremendous blessing of Allah upon us in making us from this Ummah. Wallah, a, 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 a tremendous blessing upon us. Naam. As you can see, I found the animation. Uh, the animation features. So, just putting them to practice. So as we saw from that hadith, from that, that hadith that we just read, that it was said to the messenger, or the messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said to the Sahaba that this is your nation and from them are 70,000 who will enter paradise without reckoning and without punishment. Hadith recorded by Bukhari and Muslim. However, now, however, we have an additional wording. We have an additional wording which is without doubt pleasing for anyone to hear one who is concerned in striving to be from these 70,000 or from those who will enter paradise without reckoning and without punishment. An additional wording. My Lord has promised me that 70,000 from my nation will enter paradise without reckoning and without punishment. With every thousand will be a further 70,000. And three handfuls from the handfuls of my Lord hmm? so here we have an addition of what we have the original 70,000 but every thousand from the 70,000 will bring with them a further 70,000 and then three handfuls from the handfuls of Allah and that hadith is recorded in the term of the Ibn Majah and, and by Ahmed and the hadith that is authentic. Naam. And so how many will enter paradise without reckoning, without punishment? Now that we have that, that, uh, yani, that extra information. Yani key information for us to know. 
طيب so how many thousands within 70,000 that's clear 70,000s there are 70,000s in 70,000 that's clear طيب so then يعني and, 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 and that is because the messenger of Allah he said that with every thousand will be a further 70,000 so for a moment then the question that, we, that I hope that one of you or, or as a group all of you together maybe the sister side I don't think there's any paper that's come through f- f- for, for the previous no? maybe perhaps the sisters might come through on this one because usually women are better in maths and the sisters are better in maths than, 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 than the brothers the brothers are just good at fixing things and breaking things so the question is how many then will enter paradise without reckoning and without punishment and so we need to work out 70,000 or 70 times 70,000 but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you because I know it seems easy I know it seems very easy but think for a moment I'm going to give you a few minutes and perhaps I'm going to give the sisters maybe uh, a chance also and this doesn't require writing much just a few digits so even if the sisters want to bang heads together or some from the sisters want to bang heads together and provide for us an answer I remember the question how many will enter paradise without hisab without reckoning and without punishment that's the question I know you know I know you know we're gonna inshallah maybe give you the first chance to answer but let's give this the sisters uh, a minute I know it seems easy but heads up it's a trick question there we go yeah didn't take long I told you they're better they're, they're much better than us in maths <clears throat> Ah, Allah Mubarak. Ewa. Baib. So, here, what did you say? So, we, ha- we have here our young brother. What's your name? Abdullah. Abdullah, who's, who's with you? It's dark, I can't tell. Baib. Abdullah, he says. Can you, can you say it again? What did you say? 4.9 million. Which is 4 million and 900,000, sir. When we say 4.9 million, that's 400, 4 million and 900,000. Okay, the sisters, from the sisters, maybe this is, or is, is there anything else that's come, come through? All right, just so I'm not making a mistake. I'm terrible at maths. What does that say? The top digit. That says 490,000, sir. Mr. Zero. So perhaps they mean the same. 400, uh, 4 million and 900,000. Plus, uh, plus the original 70. Now that's, that's where the trick, the trick question comes in. 
Because, yes, very often, and you find this answer, even from Ahlul Ilm, they'll say that the answer is, as you can see, 4,900,000. Because look, the easy way to do it is what? So let's get rid of the, the, the zeros for a minute, from where you see 70 multiplied by 70,000. Get rid of the zeros. Get rid of the zeros for a minute. Tayyib, seven times seven, what's that? 49. Tayyib, 49. But then let's return the zeros back. How many zeros do we have here? Five. So, so then add those five, add those zeros back after, you them, after you've come to 49. So 49, then add the zeros back. Then you get this, 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 num, this sum, right? Huh? <laughs> Am I right? Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's the easy way to work it out, sir. Tell you. And so very often you hear this answer. However, Tayyip, so any, any final answers? Abdul Malik. The original? 70,000. Huh? So add 70,000 to this? Yes? Four? Billion. Billion. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Anyone, what did you say? Asantum. But let's just go with the digits for now. What we do know. Is it within the multiplication? Come on, where are those who are good at maths? Idris, you got something? Huh? 5.6? Huh? Anyone else? Huh? Uh, Ismail, Shay, you got anything with you? 5.6. Let's, 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 let's not wait any longer. So look, all right, to answer that question, you said the original 70,000 are included, but however, the hadith mentions what? The hadith mentions 70,000, and each 70,000 will bring with them a further 70,000. Oh, sorry, each, each thousand will bring a further 70,000. Sah? Tayyib, let's just take it as an example. Ten brothers that came in here now. Ten brothers. Ten brothers. Each one of these ten brothers brings a further ten brothers with him. So just take the first brother who brought ten with him. That's him plus another ten. So you have to add the original 70,000 also. You have to add the original 70,000. So then, this 4.9 million, 4 million plus 900,000, we, huh? is it 4.97? Hmm? It's add the seventy, add the seventy thousand. Basically, it's, yani, we add the original, the original seventy thousand, which then makes it come four million nine hundred and seventy thousand. Uh, yani, by way of those who we can. We can uh, yeah, quantify, if you like, and put a number two. 
as it relates to the, the, the 70,000 and those who they'll bring with them. Those who they'll bring with them. Uh, but then the trick question was what? Because the original, my original question was what? How many will enter altogether? So don't forget that the hadith mentioned also uh, three handfuls. So the four point, the four is a tongue twister. The four million nine hundred and seventy thousand plus mother the three handfuls from the handfuls of Allah. And what is it that will tell us regarding the handful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yani, we don't know. We don't know. And so look, this is just short. Just before the handfuls, or separate from the, from the handfuls, just short of 5 million. 30,000 short of 5 million. May Allah ta'ala make us all from them. Now, the next question is how much will this Muslim nation make up of the people of paradise? Tayyib. You love in the animations? Now, so we have the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Would it please you that you make up a quarter of the people of paradise? So this is the messenger of Allah وسلم, saying to his sahaba. They said, yes. And then he went on to say, would it please you that you make up a third of the people of paradise? Thuluth of the people of paradise. A third. They said, naam. They said, yes. He then went on to say, would it please you that you make up half of the people of paradise? And so here you can see, my brothers, each time, what, the, what is the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam doing? He's increasing. The Sahaba again, they said yes. He then said, by him in whose hand is, my, is the soul of Muhammad, I surely hope that you will make up half of the people of paradise. Naam. So the first time he said what? Would it please you that you make up a quarter of the people of paradise? Would it please you that you make up a third? Would it please you that you make up half? Now, and as a, as a side benefit, uh, some of the scholars say that there's a reason behind the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioning these hadith. There's a, back, a background story. And that is a hadith that is also in Sahih Muslim, wherein the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that on Yom Al Qiyamah, Allah will say to Adam, He will say to Adam, Take out the Ba'thun Nar. Take out from your offspring, from all of the children of Adam, take out from them those who will enter the fire. And the hadith mentions that from every thousand, will be 999 men who will go to the fire. From every thousand, every thousand men, how many will go to paradise? Just one. The rest, which is how much? 999 will go to the 
the hellfire. So the Sahaba, they became worried. And they said, oh messenger of Allah, what chance do we have to be that one man? So then the Prophet said, he said, Abshiru. He said, good news. Ya'juj ma'juj. A thousand of them equals one from you. Just Ya'juj ma'juj. The nation of Ya'juj, Gog and Magog. Are so numerous that a thousand of them equal one of you. But when the Sahaba, they heard this, they, they, they became saddened. And the narrations mentioned that they began to cry. So then the messenger of Allah mentioned these hadith. Would it please you that you make up a quarter of the people of paradise? Would it please you that you make up a third? Would it please you that you make up a, a, a half of the people of paradise? To which the Sahaba, each time they said yes. Then he said, by him in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad I surely hope that you will make up half of the people of paradise. Then, shortly after, or immediately after the Rasulullah he said, he said, that is because none will enter paradise except for a Muslim soul. And what are you against the people of shirk? Except like a single white hair on a black bull. Meaning, the people of shirk are numerous from all of the people on the earth that have lived and will continue to live on this earth. Then the people of Tawheed, in comparison to the people of shirk, are extremely few to the point that the messenger of Allah he gave this example here that you are against the people of shirk like a single white hair on a black bone now then shortly after it's mentioned that Allah then revealed because each time you, you hear the messenger of Allah saying inni arju indeed I hope that you will make up a quarter a third a half then Allah revealed. And because remember Allah, he said, And indeed your Lord shall give you, shall indeed give you and you will be pleased. And the, virtue, and the, and the favor of Allah upon you is azim, upon the messenger of Allah. So then shortly after, the Prophet he announced the completion of that good news and he said to the Sahaba, he said, the people of paradise are made up of 120 rows. 80 of them are from this nation. And 40 of them are from the other nations. Tayyib. So is that half? That seems like more than half. Wallah. Huh? <laughs> are you that bad at maths? You're worse than me. I know, on first glance, I mean, I need to look again as well, but first glance, that's more than half. Huh? If, this, if, if the people of paradise are of 120 rows, 80 of them are from this Muslim nation, what's firstly, what's half? What's half of 120? 60. So 80 is definitely more than half. Nam. And so, again, to recap that, the people of paradise 
the people of paradise. Then they make up 120 rows. 80 of them are from the Ummah of Muhammad. Forty of them, they make up the other nations. So all of the other nations, the Jews, the Christians, from any, any from the people of Tawheed, from them. And the, 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 the Muslim souls, those, those souls that died upon Tawheed, or from the Ummah of Ibrahim al-Islam, or the, the previous, any of the previous Ummah, all of them. They make up 40 of those roles. Now, and so, again, for visual purposes, uh, this is not, of course, a true... Uh, yeah, any, um, uh, an accurate reflection by way of yeah, a scale it's not an accurate scale of course there's, there, 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 yeah, there's no, no way 120 rows there and we don't know how, how large or how long each row would be but again here just for demonstration purposes would it please you that you make up a quarter of the people of paradise this is how the messenger of Allah he began with the sahaba huh? Would it please you that you make up a quarter? A quarter, and that's how he began. Then he said, what did he say after that? Uh, before a half, he said, would it please you that you make up a third? A third, as you can see. That's a third. Then he said, would it please you that you make up half of the people of paradise? And then, eventually, informing the Sahaba and informing us that the people of paradise consist of 120 rows. 80 of them are from this Muslim nation and 40 of them are from the other nations. And so, by way of, if we were to, uh, the good old uh, thirds and quarters. So we're now we're working with thirds. This is going to be easier for us to work يعني, um, with thirds. Remember the good old pie chart? Hmm? The good old pie chart in maths. That's what they call it, right? Pie chart. Huh? So, so how many thirds is that? Uh, is this going to take as long as the previous? Uh, two thirds? What's Abdullah saying? Two thirds, mashallah. Abdullah has spoken. Abdullah has spoken. So, this Muslim nation will make up two thirds. Two-thirds of the people of paradise. Naam. And so all of the other nations will make up that other third. All of the other nations will make up that other third. Naam. And the Muslim nation, no doubt, a tremendous favor of Allah upon this ummah, they will make up two-thirds. So visually, just for visual purposes, of course, you see the great father of Allah upon this Ummah. And we end with this final, final variant wording, my brothers. Wording of the hadith of the 70,000. And this hadith, my brothers, we end with this. It's been a long session today. But just for all of us to remain focused upon this task at hand right now, which is to learn the Tawheed of Allah and to perfect this Tawheed as much as we're able. So long as Allah gives us the Tawfiq. That it what you will hear from the words of the Messenger of Allah is no doubt an encouragement for every one of us to for, for first our, ourselves to learn this Tawheed and to implement this Tawheed and to act upon it and then to teach our loved ones our children our wives, our partners our, يعني, our brothers, our siblings our parents, and everyone who is, who is يعني, beloved to us 
We end with this <coughs> hadith. Wherein the Messenger of Allah he said, My Lord has promised me that there will be from my nation 70,000 who shall enter paradise without reckoning, and then every thousand shall be followed by 70,000. Naam, and then the handfuls of your Lord. And so Amr, he said, upon hearing this, Allahu Akbar. The Prophet then said, Indeed, the first 70,000, Allah will allow them to intercede for their fathers their mothers and their relatives and I hope that he makes my nation to be the closest of those who are within the grasp of the last handfuls of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he takes those handfuls so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us all from those who enter Jannah بلا حساب ولا عذاب إنه ولي ذلك والقادر عليه وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين جزاكم الله خيرا Oh, you want more? Do you want to go home now? Yeah, and you're determined to be now from the 70,000. Now, you got a question? Yes. Well, if it's connected to the, to the lesson itself now, I want to take questions that are connected to what we've, uh, we've covered today. Now, now as we saw clearly in that hadith, the Rasulullah, this hadith that we've covered today, Prophet was shown an ummah, a, a, a great ummah, and it was said to him that that is not your nation, but that is the nation, the ummah of Musa al Islam, showing that he has his own ummah. Naam. Musa, Musa al Islam is not considered to be from the ummah of Muhammad. However, of course, when we say, as was covered by our brother Shamsi, if you remember, we have that Islam that is general, not Islam that is specific. So no doubt this Muslim Ummah, we say this Ummah is a Muslim Ummah, but also the Ummah of Musa Al-Islam was a Muslim Ummah. Was a Muslim Ummah. Yani meaning, they were upon Tawheed. Musa Al-Islam was Muslim, and those who truly believed in him and followed him were Muslim. So we say, yani they, are, they are Muslim, but when, we, when we're yani referring to this Ummah, when we say this Muslim Ummah, then we're referring to those who responded to the da'wah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi and those who came after him and those who follow him. Naam. Does that answer your question? Perhaps I've misunderstood the question. Naam. Well, I can't recall that hadith at the moment. Unless anybody else recalls this hadith. Wallahu a'lam. Inshallah, we'll look into it for you. Now. We're going to cover that, inshallah, in detail. We will cover that. Jazakumullah khair. We'll cover that now. So, as you saw, we just focused on the, the, the numbers today and yani, the amount of those who will enter paradise but you haven't actually uh, without, without reckoning and without hisab without hisab and without punishment um, but as for the hadith itself and the uh, the rulings and that which we learn from the hadith we haven't covered any of that this hadith to, in, to be honest 
is a hadith which we're going to have to focus on for a, for a minute, for a good minute, because uh, lots of questions come now, and maybe there are burning questions yani from many. And in fact, I remember when we were going through this kitab uh, with Sheikh Salaf Fawzan, Hafidullah Ta'ala, and we came to this hadith specifically. We were on this hadith for, for, for lesson after lesson after lesson, and because due to the questions that were coming, question after question after question concerning these 70,000, for example, what, what if someone has fallen into something of this already? So he's already asked someone to do rukya on him. He's already been cauterized and so on. Hmm? And these affairs. So is he considered as being, can, does he have any chance of being from the 70,000 now? All of this, inshallah, we'll cover. Naam, bi'nina ta'ala. Naam. Naam. Yes. Yes. Because, as we saw from the hadith itself, لا يدخل الجنة إلا نفس مسلمة. None can enter paradise except for a Muslim. A soul that is Muslim. Yani one who is upon Tawheed. So a person cannot intercede for his disbelieving relative. Even the Prophet could not, dis could not intercede for hmm? Abu Talib. He did intercede, but and his, yani his intercession for him is granted, but not that he is taken out from the fire, but that his punishment is lightened, lessened. Naam. But he wasn't able to intercede for him, that he be, he, that he be taken out from the fire. Naam. And that is because, again, Allah Ta'ala, he mentions in the Quran, إِنَّهُ مَا يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ Indeed, whosoever commits shirk with Allah, then Allah has made haram upon him a jannah. وفق الله الجميع لما يحب ويرضى وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين جزاكم الله خير نفعنا